The Hawkeye Nation podcast is happy to have Exile Brewing Company as our anchor sponsor based in Des Moines, Iowa, down at 1514 Walnut Street, established in 2012. The 2015 Great American Beer Festival gold medal winner, top 10 best-selling new craft beer in the nation for 2015, and you have that in Des Moines, Iowa, available on tap and in bottles throughout the entire state. They brew five year-round beers, 10 to 15 seasonal and limited release beers so check them out exile brewing company 1514 wallet street Nation.com. Instant reacts. What a fun game was that. My name is Wolfgang at Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter. That was fun following Twitter. That was fun watching the message boards. That was fun watching it with the family. That was a great fun game to watch. It never gets old beating Indiana, beating Tom Crean. Is that a, what do you think? Is that maybe a rest in peace, Tom Crean? I don't want to get too uh, too out there, though. Uh, obviously, the unenjoyable part, uh, Mr. Uh, Dan Dockage. That guy, don't know really how to describe him. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I can't. Um, I think he referred to my legend as um, Mr. Hayden Fry. What did he refer to him as? Hayward. <laughs> Hayward Fry. Again, excuse my, uh, excuse my voice. Got the gold again. But Hayward Fry. I think the ghost of Hayward Fry was helping that Iowa basketball team tonight. Thank you, Dan Dockage. What a game. What a game. That was fantastic. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Uh, we've got about a 20, 25-minute podcast. We'll get we'll get it out there so if you guys can't sleep as well, uh, you'll be able to listen just like myself. 9-0 run to start the game. Fran calls a timeout. He was not happy. Benched uh, Bohannon, benched everybody. I saw a lineup in that game, and you, t- you tell me, I don't think I've ever seen that lineup the whole season. You got a guy, Dale Jones, who hasn't played much all year. You got a guy by the name of Craner, who I freaking love. That little baby hook, you see that? You see that little 16-foot jumper out of Craner. Uh, you see the rebounding. You see the way he maneuvers his body for rebounds, the way he hustles. Loved it, Craner. Uh, the other guy with him, Williams. And I'll give Dan Dockage credit. He said something to the effect of, every single time I watch that Williams play, he plays good. Continue to watch because I don't know what he's talking about. I love Williams. And I love his upside, but uh, not sure about that. Uh, also in the game was Bear. And we can talk about my man Bear. I mean, he makes me feel things watching a basketball game that I'm not. It's a little squirrely. When I'm, watch, when I'm watching him play, I get that excited. When he had that put-back dunk, runs over to the bench, and just fist bumps and watch the whole crowd, the whole bench getting into it, along with the coaches, which I'd love to see. I can't stand in the past when some of the coaches have told some of the guys like Woody to calm down. No, we need some guys like that. We need some fire. Bear brings that. And it, I don't know, should Bear be starting every game? Because we've had a lot of games where, where you see this, this 9-0, we're down. We have to call a timeout. We were down 12-2 at one point. We hung in there, baby. We hung in there. Um, Dan Dockage's quote was, what's not, like, what's not to like about Christian Williams? I hope he's right. Because if we start, 
It wasn't Bohannon's best game. He's a true freshman. He hung in there. Um, he's got to understand that that pace of dribble, that upshift, downshift, with, which he has at certain points during the season. I've been pleasantly surprised with his quickness, but he's got to be able to get guys off him. But Christian Williams, good job out of him, man. We needed a little bit of backup point guard for maybe an off game from Bohannon, which uh, we haven't seen a ton of. He's he's played pretty well. Um, we can go over some statistics here real quick, but is that a rest in peace, Tom Crane? It's going to be interesting. If Steve Alford continues to get it done where he's number four, number five in the nation, they make a run at an Elite Eight, a Final Four, a championship. Oh, my God. If they do that, they may have to go after Steve Alford. If they don't go after Steve Alford, who do they go after? If you've got any opinions on that, if, if Indiana does not go after Steve Alford, who does Indiana go after? Because they're not going to put up with this at Indiana. Indiana does not put up with these type of seasons, whether injuries or not. They've got too much of a talent base. They've got too much tradition. They've got too much history. It wasn't even good enough back when uh, Bobby Knight said bye-bye or was uh, put to pasture. It wasn't even good for Davis the next year to go to the uh, national championship game. And I realized three years after that, he wasn't getting the job done, but the fan base was not helping him out any. And that is a fan base that knows their bleep. They know their bleep. They see the lineups that the coach puts in. Um, they'll see if uh, they're running the right sets, and they'll let the they'll let the fan base know during. They'll let the players know during the game. The coaches know during the game that they're not liking what they're seeing. And I'm telling you, they didn't like what they saw there because they're not making the NCAA tournament unless they make some sort of crazy run in the Big Ten tournament, which could happen. But let's get back to the Hawkeyes. How, how phenomenal was that? And rumor has it, a guy by the name of Chad Leitzakow, who uh, writes for the Des Moines Register, um, tweeted at, I, really, I don't know if he tweeted at me, but he tweeted back at me, um, that he had heard Fran saying something to the effect of, block out, box out. Okay, that gets me off. And I asked him if he could upload that for me, and I could just play that on loop all night. I don't care if I don't get any rest tonight. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Now, we didn't block out as much as we should. Okay, I, I feel like we're trying to go for some Guinness Book of World Records to see how many possessions in a row we can't block out. But uh, you saw Bear doing it. You saw Kreener doing it. Um, and other guys got to do it. They've got to continue to do it. Uh, the more negative was the sloppy screens. Uh, it, it ended up getting better at points, but you saw at times where that sloppy, sloppy screenplay can't work. Can't work. Uh, let's go over some of the um, let's go over some of the stats. Obviously, Peter Jock playing out of his mind. Thirty-five points for Peter Jock, six of twelve from the field. Um, only one of six from three-point range. Hasn't been hitting his three, but. 22 out of 23 from the free throw line, five rebounds in 38 minutes. Peter Jock loved it. Uh, let's see who else we got. I said Bohannon, not, not the greatest game. That's okay. We're going to see that from time to time. Did hit his free throws. Six of six free throws, and that's who the that's who you want the ball in the hands of. He or Peter Jock at the end of games because he does not look scary, scared at the end of games. Either does Peter Jock with that stroke. That's just unbelievable. But you got a true Frenchman in Bohannon where you're saying, yeah, I want the ball in his hands at the end of the game so that they can foul him. Now he's got to work on the upshift, downshift, and get guys off him because that, that can get a little scary. Um, but if they come out too far on him, what did he do, TB? 
He took it to the basket and then dished it to, was it Creener? I can't remember who. No, it was Cook for the dunk, right? Yeah, was, I think it was Cook for the dunk. Um, Creener only had four points, two and two from the field goal range. But one of those was a sweet, soft, delicious baby hook, okay, that I love. And we're going to the post more than we have in the past. And I love it. I love it. I don't know what took so many years to do it. Uh, I don't know if we just didn't feel comfortable with a guy that we thought could do it. But we do have guys on this team that can do it. A guy by the name of Cook. A guy by the name of Kreener with his baby hook. A guy by the name of, who else am I missing? Uh, Pemsel. Um, and then Bear. Bear with, I, I'm not, I want to say this like five times for the rest of the podcast. That put back dunk. That put back dunk where he weaved in. There were like three Indiana guys and he weaved in and out of them. Put it back, runs over to the, runs over to the bench and just goes ballistic. I, I think I rewatched that four times and we ended up getting behind on the game a little bit. And I was tweeting about things that had happened five minutes before it had actually happened. So I do apologize for that. Um, let's look at more st- statistics here. Um, Dale Jones didn't do anything. Uh, very interesting seeing him in the game. He was over two. Um, I'd like to see him. He only got five minutes. But, um, again, starting off the game so badly, so poorly, is it time to start Nicholas Bear at the beginning of games? a guy that brings the energy and is going to have it from second one because you're not going to be able to get down 9-0. And that was, that was with what, like 18 minutes and 10 seconds left? We were down 9-0. We played 12 guys. Yeah, we played, we played 12 guys in four minutes, okay? Got down 12-2. We hung in there. I can't, I can't say that enough for a team maybe like last year's team with Woody, with Gazelle, with uh, Clemens, with Utah. For a team to stay in it like that, even if you're an experienced team like that, that's good enough. But when you got a young team like this that decides, okay, we got off to a poor start. We're playing a team that I think that, you know, we're pretty even with. Matter of fact, uh, Trent was telling me, if you can believe this, this would have been probably about 1030 in the morning that there's a website that you can go to in Iowa in terms of the money that was being put on either Iowa or Indiana, at 10.30 this morning, 91% of the money was being put on Iowa to win that game. So these people saw something, you know, that 91... You can't get 91% of people to believe what, Def? Nothing. Water's wet, grass is green, the sun is hot, nothing. You can't get 91% of the people to believe in that. I believe it ended up getting down to around 81%. By the time I went on the radio, which was around, uh, I think it was around 1.30. But uh, props to the Iowa basketball players for hanging in there. I don't know. I'm going to rewatch that game, but it seemed like such a fun game. I don't know if it was because Iowa got down so much that you're like, oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be one of those games. No, they stuck in there. That shows heart. That shows character. That's the kind of team I want to root for, that I want to watch all year, that a guy like Crispin is saying in two years that we're going to compete for an, a Big Ten championship? Maybe. Maybe. 
Exile Brewing Company has a couple of beers that they want you to know about. One, the Ruthie, the flagship beer available year-round, a golden lager, light, medium-bodied beer, incredibly smooth finish, their most popular beer that Exile Brewing Company makes. Let me give you a few adjectives they give. A subtle biscuit and caramel undertone, but very well-balanced brew with premium German malt and hops, available year-round, and some seasonal beers, the one they're featuring right now, the Sir Mokalot Stout. Again, some adjectives from Exile. Jet black in color, medium body, brewed with local cocoa from Stam, coffee malt, and chocolate malt. Robust coffee aroma, smells like a fresh pot of dark roast coffee. Rich dark chocolate finish from local cocoa. That is available through February, available on tap and in bottles throughout the entire state of Iowa. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I can deny that anymore. Two years is a long way off, and you got a lot of programs with like Michigan State, Wisconsin, um, other programs, Maryland, that are going to get these four and five star guys. So to project that far out is not easy. Um, but we shall see. That was such a fun game. Such a fun game. The fan, the fans were. What was he calling the fans? I had so many people tweeting at me, and he said, "If Dockett says." What was he calling him? <coughs> Excuse my cough. Gucci bro. Yeah, the Gucci row. Oh, those poor Gucci row people. And props to the Gucci row people. Can we come up with a different, I don't know. Can we come up with a different, nice job out of them. Getting on the refs, clapping, getting the people behind them to stand up. I was impressed with the crowd. Um, we need more of that at Carver because it does make a difference. It, it, it amps you up. That's why you have a better chance to win at home than you do on the road. You just do. Um, what, else, what else we got? Um, Crean was even saying, you have to block out. You have to block out. And I was talking earlier today, Is has there become a different philosophy on blocking out that I'm not aware of? It's been a long time since I played basketball. But back in the day, it was find your man, put your butt on him, and block him out. Not just stand your ground, but block him out even more. Because if not, you get pushed under the basket and you're not getting rebounds. Ooh, we got to check out rebounds here. Um, it was better. It's got to get better. The fact that Fran is yelling at his team to block out in timeouts. Can't wait. Again, Chad likes to go, if you're listening, I need that I need that uploaded for me. I want to hear that over and over and over again. Um, shooting percentage for Iowa. Three-point field goal percentage, not good. 5 of 24 for 21%. Um, overall field goal percentage, 46.4%. Um, we'll take that, I guess. We got the win. We got the W. Uh, rebounds. Yeah, let's look at rebounds here. We got uh, total rebounds. Iowa 34, um, Indiana 39. So, again, that will put us down. So that's, I think we were 38 or 39, let's say 39. So 39 plus 5, that's 44. We're down 44 still for rebounding. Excuse me, I'm drinking it. Um, what is this called? Uh, sparkling antioxidant infusion for my uh, cold here. But um, that's it's got to get better. The rebounding's got to get better. The defense, again, sometimes looks good, sometimes doesn't look good. The effort always has to be there. It always has to be there. Um, and sometimes you'll see it, sometimes you won't. It's a young team. Um, let's look at some of, some of, some of the other stats. Um, Moss, Moss isn't, Moss isn't give, giving us anything. He's, he's a guy that I think can give us something that 
Some of the other guys can. He can do a little bit something off the dribble. He can hit that inside, that in-between shot, but he's been struggling as of late. Let's get him going a little bit. That adds something. That adds something. But again, how many guys are we going to play? We're going to we're going to continue to play Dale Johnson. I mean, if he's if he's showing it in practice, you know, in JUCO, he hit forty-five percent from three-point range and eighty-four percent or eighty-five percent from free throw range. That's the kind of guy I like. Uh, Kreiner brings that as well, and he brings hustle. And you watch how fast he runs down the court, Kreiner, to get back on defense to help not just to get his guy, but to be ready in the lane just to stop somebody that else is coming down the lane. Yes, he's blocking out. Um, he, he's Yes, he blocked some shots, absolutely. Um, who else? Cook. Cook was one of, I think he was 0 of 6 until fairly, you know, halfway through the uh, second second half, but he did make his free throws, I think. Let me look at his free throws here. 8 of 11. I'll take that every day of the week. And it's not only going in now, it's kind of looking good. The shot's looking good. I'm one of those that I don't care. I don't care if Yule's shooting three-pointers from his belly button flint and it's going in. That's all I care about. If it's going in, Yule, fine, keep shooting it. Cook, if it doesn't look good, as long as you're making your free throws, that can be so huge because he is going to continue to get fouled. And if you look at Iowa over the years, I have not been impressed with the way we fed the post. Remember the Dr. Tom little uh, twirly, uh, I don't know what, he bounced past that he would get in downside. I think I'd like to take a little page from Dr. Tom um, to see if that if that would work. But we're, we're feeding the post more. We've got guys that can do damage down there, get other guys in, foul goal, in field goal trouble. Uh, let's go over some of Indiana's uh, guys. Blackman Jr., 18 points, 6 of 16. Uh, Newkirk had 11 points, 4 of 7 field goals, uh, 34 minutes. Uh, they have Johnson with 19 points, Davis with 9 points, uh, Bryant with 12 points, 4 of 8. I uh, wrote something down where he only had three shot attempts. I I could find that. Thomas Bryant only had three field goal attempts with 13 minutes left in the second half. What is that all about? I, I don't get that. And you saw a number of times where, where Bryant was down posting up and he got PO'd. And I don't blame him. I mean, they're just sitting there looking at him. The guy's a freaking beast. And he could get some of our guys in foul trouble, but they refuse to get him the ball down there. I don't understand it. I know every once in a while he likes to shoot three-pointers, which he does. And he, if he hits that first one, Dockage was kind of kidding. That's not necessarily a good thing because Thomas Bryant will continue to shoot that three, and that's not necessarily a good thing. You want him down there. You want him rebounding. You want him uh, you know, imposing his will um, on the Iowa bigs. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was a big mistake by, uh, by uh, Indiana's coach, Tom Crean, who, man, it may be coming to an end. I don't know. We'll see. Um, who else for Indiana did anything? Uh, not, not too many guys. They did shoot 47% from the field goal range and 35 from field goal range and 84 from free throw range. Um, so 47, that's a little high for me. Um, but we shot close to 47%, so um, that cancels each other's out. Let's see what other in-depth uh, in stats we got here. Field goal percentage, like I said, just about even. They shot much better from three-point range, 34% versus our 21%. Uh, free throws were even, although we shot um, 
Wow, way more than double. They shot 19. We shot 47, thanks to Peter Jock. Love having the ball in Peter Jock's hands when we are in the bonus. It's so smart. He's doing a good job of actually um, creating contact and making those refs call that because when he gets that, when he gets to the free throw line, it is just so money. It's absolute money. You might as well just get, just go down to the other end and quit shooting it. Um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, uh, rebounds. Yeah, we talked about rebounds. Second chance points were absolutely even, 14-14. Bench points is where Iowa killed Indiana. Okay? Iowa had 36 bench points to Indiana's 21. Ooh, that's a, that's a nice plus 15 there. I'll take any day of the week. Points in the paint were basically even, 32 for Indiana, 34 for Iowa. Uh, fast break points. I'd like to see Iowa start getting more fast break points. They haven't been getting many. They only had seven points on uh, fast breaks last game, six on fast breaks this year, or on this week. Um, I'd like to see that change a little bit. Um, steals were the same. Assists were basically the same. And uh, lead changes five. Lead changes five. So what a freaking game to watch. That was so exciting to watch. Yes, I'm going to stay up and watch it again. Um, <laughs> I am. Excuse, excuse the cough laugh. I hope one of these uh, podcasts, you guys will actually know what my voice sounds like instead of this raspy uh, raspy cough voice, but I'm on steroids and cough medicine and uh, whatever else. So, But I'm pumped. Great game by the Hawkeyes and continue to improve. Slowly continue to improve. Not so sloppy on screens. Let's not be so sloppy on screens. Let's block out. Let's move the ball. Sometimes it's sticky. Peter Jock continued to hit. He needs to start hitting his three-pointers more, which he will. Um, TB, you see any other uh, stats that stick out to you? Pemsel. How'd Pemsel do? I, I love Pemsel. Even when he doesn't have a good game, he hustles. He also brings some attitude to the team, which is funny because he's from eastern Iowa. And But he brings some attitude. He will not let somebody, you know, get the best of him. I mean, he'll look him down. He'll stare him down. And they, they don't... They don't look too fond of, you know, staring him in the eye. He looks a little crazy. Like, he, <laughs> he looks he looks a little crazy where he might, uh, yeah, he might uh, want to take you out back and uh, show you who, who the boss is. But, um, again, Iowa, 96, Indiana, 90, overtime. Love it. That's, uh, that's about all we got. We'll try to get this up as soon as we can so you guys can listen to this and, and get too hyped uh, so you can not go to bed like I can. So we want to thank you, HawkeyeNation.com. We will be back for the next game, and uh, go Hawks. Tweet me at, uh, at Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks.